Hello and welcome to Blind Guy Talks Tech. I'm Stephen Scott. Sean Priest is here. A hey up, Sean. How do? Good to ah, be here. Yes, uh, I do like to make this. This is a UK podcast and we certainly try to bring a bit of the UK into it every so often. So I say A up, you say whatever that was. And, How do? Um, yes. Yeah. And I'll say, all right. Oh, well done. That was me attempting well, to be Glaswegian. I am the worst Glaswegian. You are. On earth. For a Scottish I, I person. I can't even do a Glaswegian Scottish. accent and I'm from Glasgow. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Have you survived the, um, the oh. Storm Franklin? Do you know what? I was I was looking at the uh, Trump social media app, Truth Social, uh, last mm. night, and it, it basically was saying that, you know, um, the weather is actually uh, a conspiracy against the Blind Guy Talks Tech podcast to stop us putting episodes out. Uh, and and yeah, you know well, what? It, it made sense. It was on the app, and, and I felt that seemed appropriate and, and, and true. Well, I mean, yeah. It's it's on the tin, right? Truth social. So what else could it be? It's it's the total truth. So if it's yeah. on the internet, it has to be true. <laughs> oh wow, let's not even go there oh, with that. God I, I, it's only in the US App Store, thank God. I mean, honestly, we've got GB News, and that's bad enough. Um, <laughs> I, I got a terrible feeling we should leave that there because I I, I know we're pushing buttons here. Oh, I don't care. Honestly, I don't care. I was off yesterday. I couldn't get a podcast on. Do you know how hard it is to sit here talking to nobody? Well, actually, I say that. I've made a career <laughs> out of that, it. to be fair. <laughs> uh, but no, it is uh, it's lovely to be back on today. And uh, you're getting a bumper episode. Yes, a bumper. Like the Beano. Remember the Beano and Dandy? Uh, well, not Dandy. No, oh, obviously, I was, I was a Beano man. No, I was no, a Dandy no. guy. Oh, well, you're just wrong. You're on the wrong side there. I'm going to go on Truth Social right now. Yeah, it's a conspiracy against dandyists. <laughs> Cancel dandy. Cancel dandy. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we got a, be- a-, a bendy. <laughs> bendy? Where did that come from? I was getting my de- my dandies and my beanos mixed up, and I got bendy. Wow, that's um, that's Yeah, leave that there. <clears throat> Let's just move on. Um, I think that a psychologist would have a field day with me, wouldn't they? I mean, honestly, I could make them so much money. Uh, but yeah, today we're going to oh. talk about uh, the Orbit Reader, which is a very popular Braille display. And uh, there's a really cool feature you can do, which you've been able to do for a little while now, but you can download the BRF files, the book files from RNIB now. And not RNIB, Bino, <laughs> which I nearly said, uh, but RNIB now, <laughs> which allows you to get access to the books in the BRF format and read them on your Orbit Reader. So Ben Rendell's here from the Technology for Life team at RNIB to tell us how that is possible. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, you've tried the Orbit Reader, haven't you? Because we both had a play with it. It's, it's a nice little device, if not a bit loud. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Uh, you know me, when it when it comes down to it, it's all about the price. And mm-hmm. I think for the price, it's amazing. It, it changed the, um, the accessibility to Braille displays. So I love it. Yeah. And look, it's still not cheap in comparison to, say, a keyboard. Uh, you know, you could buy it of PC World for 20 quid, no. right? But it's not about that because it's about the display. Of course, that's the most expensive part of these devices. Um, I do love, I haven't tried it yet, but I do love the, the sound of the Orbit Reader 40. Um, because, yeah, we're, we're going up in price again, though. Oh, we are, well, we are, but I mean, you're still, I can't remember, was it 14 or 12 something like that? It's not as bad as you would think for a device like this, a 40-cell Braille display. The thing I like about it is the Orbit build quality is very good. I mean, I, I don't. I know some people have had issues with individual cells not working and, and challenges there, and I know that Orbit have been working on to, to solve that. But the overall build quality is actually pretty good. 
I mean, I don't know if I'd ever want to do the drop test without any Braille display, so no. I've never done it. But, um, you know, it's the... got some weight to it, hasn't it? Well, it's, it's a toe test. As you know, I like to do the toe test. How many toes yes. would this thing break if it yes. fell on you? Um, <laughs> and I think the Orbit Reader 40 is a, is a pinky breaker, but I think that's it. Uh, look, I'm, I'm much... <laughs> well bizarre done. reviewing <laughs> system ever, but yeah. Thumbs up, toe broken. Okay, whatever. <laughs> broken thumb. I, I think, look, when you look at the more expensive uh, and more usual Braille displays, you know, the ones that have been around for ages, and we're talking thousands of pounds, mm. they still have issues with, you know, Braille cells or pins getting stuck or not working as well. So, you know, I, I, I think the Orbit is no worse or in some cases no better than the others as well, but far more affordable if for people who want to get into it, and that's important. So we're going to get into that. We'll find out about the BRF files, how you can transfer them across. It's a cool feature of the Orbit Reader, and uh, we'll get into that with Ben Rendell from the Technology for Life team shortly. But first up uh, on our bumper episode, uh, we're going to talk about Windows. Hooray! Yeah. Uh, so they've got a new update, and... Um, they're doing this now where they're going to do these big experience pack updates. This feels a bit old to me because remember they used to do experience packs back in the day? No, um, I have no idea what that means and I totally ignore it when they call it like that. It was just, you know, they used to push out... <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, the spring update, the fall update, whatever. I, I, yeah, okay. Just well, give me right. the update. And that's kind of what... They just keep renaming it, but ultimately it's exactly that, right? It's just these these little updates. The biggest part of this, though, the biggest interest, I think, to all of us... I mean, there's lots of updates... Um, lots of updates to the taskbar for Teams. Um, so, for example, you can now mute and unmute calls via a button on the taskbar. But, of course, for us, that would be more of a, a keyboard command we'd be interested in, which already exists, right? Yeah, well, I have Power Toys installed. Uh, which is a, yeah, I know. Thank you. You can find it in the Microsoft Store. Uh, just search for Power Toys, and that does give you the option to have a global system, uh, system-wide mute. So basically, all that means is that you don't have to be in the Zoom app, in Teams app. You don't have to have it in focus. You could be reading a document, and you can just say, you know what, I'm going to mute my mic. And with Power Toys, also you can turn off your webcam as well from anywhere in the system, which is really cool. But uh, yes, with Windows 11, I've noticed that if I hit Windows N, that it mutes my mic no matter where I am. So I'm not sure if that's a Paratoys thing or uh, an update to Windows 11, but it is really handy. You see, as you will know, because I've been talking about it so much in the past few weeks, uh, that I've gone all Mac. And... Um, I think that weeks, the Mac months, yeah, well, years. It, it feels like weeks because I, you know, what I'm like with change, and you know, I get fed up and then I move back. But this time, I, I'm I'm really struggling to move away from the Mac. I mean, not that I'm trying to, but you know, I almost feel I'm at that point where I should now be getting fed up, and I'm not. Yeah. Um, and one one area in particular I really love is the keyboard aspect because you can change a lot of the keyboard settings in the system prefs. Uh, you get full control of where things go. Not as many keystrokes as I'd like. You know, for example, could you just put in one that lets me answer a FaceTime call? I mean, come on, really? <laughs> Does the two-finger double tap on the touchpad? With, no, with and touch two fingers Mandarin. being shown at the screen doesn't do it either. Um, I've tried that. Uh, Play pause button, F, whatever it is. Used to. It used to do that, which was the way I... I because I think we, when we talked about this ages ago, I remember thinking you know, wow, that that seems so simple, right? But, of course, that is the yeah. double-tap gesture is essentially the play-pause button. And it did work for a while. The only way I've managed to get that to work, little tip here, 
um, is if you can get, you have to basically call yourself about a thousand times uh, on FaceTime because what you need to do is get that notification bubble to pop up on screen and then try and navigate to it, get to the accept button. And then what I did was save it as a hotspot on voiceover. Oh, yeah, well, so that's nice that and easy. Yeah. Simply, yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it was a bit frustrating. In fact, I think I used it, I think I must have called myself so many times I managed to block myself. I don't know how that was even possible. I couldn't call myself for like a day. No, what happened? That sounds there? like the dream. <laughs> I couldn't talk to myself. It was ridiculous. Um, so yeah, as well as the uh, mute unmute feature in the taskbar, you can also quickly screen share a specific app or window from the taskbar directly into a team's call. Now that's a good thing because you know initially mm. you think, well, who cares, right? But if you're on a team's call and you want to screen share. I like the fact that you can choose specifically what you're sharing rather than just the whole desktop. You know, then at least well, you, you know can what do you've that got on before. screen. I don't, well, I, I th- yeah, I think you probably could, but ultimately the, the way this is working is it's easier to do from that taskbar. So it's, again, it's all about ease of use in this update. It's not really new functions. It's yeah. just that it's giving you the, the easier ways to do it. Now, look, we're going to get into Notepad and Media Player because that's another big thing. Um, but I want to start off here really with a big topic, and that is the Amazon App Store, which allows Android apps to run on Windows 11. Now, the big issue here, of course, initially for me was, right, how accessible is this going to be? Yeah. Um, I was, I am genuinely concerned about this. It's one of the reasons why I'm, well, not one of the reasons, but it is, it's part of the reason why I decided to move away from Windows towards Mac. <gasps> I just, I feel... The Mac, in some ways, and you can't this... bring it back to Mac. I know. We're I know, talking I know. about Windows, and here he is. Turning it's my podcast. It I'll, talk, I'll see what oh, I want. Are you I wasn't about here what you yesterday. Want, I didn't oh, get fine. a chance to do this yesterday. Cool. Carry on. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but the thing about the Mac is, uh, <laughs> this is going to be every topic now. It's like driverless cars. Yeah, but the thing about the Mac is, um, <laughs> so, on the Mac, you know, I, I just feel that. It's just a bit more of a, a walled garden. Some people say it's not been looked after as much. Voiceover's not been cared for as much as, say, Narrator has, certainly on the Windows side, and, you know, JAWS is updating. But I think it's just the speed of updates on Windows is changing the UI so much. And things mm-hmm. are quite similar and have been similar for a long time on the window on the Mac side. Boring, yeah. Yeah, but boring is good. You know, in Blind World, <laughs> don't move the sofa, right? It's just, <laughs> we'll fall over it if you do that. So... You know, it's just one of those, I'm not as keen on the uh, constantly changing UI, and and especially when something like this comes in. This is an unknown quantity. Now, on the Apple side, when we were told that essentially these Apple apps could be run on there, as the Catalyst apps could run on M1 Macs, I wasn't that worried about it because I thought, well, that's going to be accessible. Mm, If the app is accessible on the phone, then it should be accessible on the Mac with VoiceOver. Yes, but with Windows, that's a complete unknown quantity. That's taking two operating systems and slapping them together and saying, good luck. Um, so, yeah, I was a bit nervous. However, however, we're all about solutions on this show. We're, this is not the complaining show. There are other podcasts you can go and listen to who will complain all day at you. This isn't it, right? Uh, on this uh, show, we look for solutions. Okay. And the solution came direct from Microsoft themselves. They dropped this video, uh, which we're going to play the audio for now. And this explains how to use some of these apps. One particular app they demonstrate uh, that's an Android app on Windows 11 using Narrator. The Amazon App Store will bring many of your favorite apps to Windows 11. 
People who use screen readers in Windows will have access to these Android apps. Here's how it will work if you use Narrator or another third-party screen reader on Windows. Settings window, Narrator, toggle switch, on. When you open or navigate to an Android app, such as Kindle, you'll hear the following announcement. Kindle, Windows subsystem for Android trademark window. This notification means that you will need to turn on the subsystem screen reader. To do so, press Windows Control T. Subsystem screen reader on. Windows default preference. To navigate apps using the subsystem screen reader, you'll need to use a handful of keyboard shortcuts. Here in the Kindle app, I can navigate through my ebook library using Alt plus left arrow and Alt plus right arrow. Note of from your life, Halo, Battleborn, Battleborn, a Halo young adult novel series number, Halo, Meridian, Halo, Divine Wind, How Women Rise, Break the Twi- Halo, Divine Wind, Halo, Meridian Divide, Halo, Battleborn, Battleborn, a Halo young adult novel series number one, book one, Clark, Cassandra Rose. If I want to jump to the first or last item, I can press Alt plus Control plus left arrow, or Alt plus Control plus right arrow. Search Kindle. Press Alt plus Enter, More, Tab. Search Kindle. Press Alt plus Enter to activate. To select the focused element, I press Alt plus Enter. The book will open. Opening book. Once I have a Kindle book open, I can press Alt plus Enter to start text-to-speech and the book content will begin to read aloud. Evie waited until her father was grading student projects before she approached his door. He always said that he hated to be interrupted during grading, but over the years, Evie had learned the opposite was true, that really he was grateful for the break. It meant he was more likely to say yes to whatever it was she wanted to do. I can go back by pressing Alt plus Backspace. Kindle Home Pressing Alt plus Shift plus Enter will select and hold the focused element. In the Kindle app, this command will open a context menu for the book that has focus. Halo, Battleborn, Battleborn, a Halo young adult novel series number one. If you have any questions about this accessibility experience, check out the support document linked in the video description. Microsoft is always looking to improve your experience. Leave us feedback in Feedback Hub. Access Feedback Hub by using the keyboard shortcut Windows plus F. Enter your feedback in the search bar and select Add Feedback if you can't find any similar to your experience. God, so interesting. And, you know, I, I really am surprised at how easy that is. You know, I, honestly, like I said earlier, I was quite nervous when I heard that Android apps were coming to Windows 11. Now I'm hearing this. I'm thinking, geez, this isn't actually too bad. You know, if this is the experience across other apps, this is going to be great. Uh, yeah, I just, again, what happened at Microsoft, right? This massive shift, I'm just so impressed because uh, eight or 10 years ago, it would have just been, yeah, these aren't accessible. That's it. Get used to it. But Microsoft accessibility of just a total turnaround when it comes to the improvements they do. The Microsoft Accessibility Twitter feed is just so useful. They've pushed this response out, this video out, so quick after the announcement of the Amazon features 
I just think, you know, Microsoft are doing such a great job when it comes to accessibility lately. And uh, yeah, as I said, I'm just impressed. So why am I using a Mac? Have I made a mistake here? <laughs> no. Wait, whatever works for you. <laughs> your workflow, you're loving the Mac at the minute, right? Yeah, and yeah. that's absolutely fine. But again, I just think the, the use of that subsystem screen reader, I mean, that's, that's a name in itself, right? Subsystem mm. screen reader uh, to in order to make these apps accessible to us, just shows the commitment they've got. And I know some people may say, well, it's a bit of a workaround and it should just work natively with our third-party screen readers and you know, you've know, got to actually activate the subsystem screen reader. But you know what? They've put the, the work in to make these apps accessible and, and yeah, I, I just think it's, it's amazing work. And I also, you know, completely agree with all that, but also on top of that, they've done it from day one. You know, I mean, they've announced this yes. pretty much at the same time they announced the uh, Amazon Android Store, which I should say is only available in the US at the moment. It will, I guess, roll out over time. <sighs> I know, I know. Well, look, they're testing it for us. We'll get it when it works. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I, I will say I'm really impressed by this. I really am. And it, it's made me more confident about the future of this. Um, and you're right. I mean, you know, it's interesting. Someone uh, tweeted me the other day and said, you know, why are you on the Mac side of things when, frankly, Windows is, is improving so much? And you've said this many times. But the truth is, is like you said, it's about workflow. Um, it's about what works for me. And it's not it's not so much that I prefer one over the other to be God. To be, the God's honest truth is I just can only remember so many shortcuts in my head at one time. Yeah. And I think just to make my brain not hurt so much, I just stick to one system. <laughs> I stick to the one. Yeah. And I'm That's happy with that, fine. you know. I mean, I'll, I'd still go back to Windows. And when I use it, I'm always reminded of how great it is. And I think my only fear is with not using it every day is with all these constant changes and updates, you know, how hard will it be to get back on the train when the time comes, if I do? Um, yeah. But, you know, in addition to that, you know, there's some other updates to mention. One, of course, being Notepad getting an update. Now, look, I initially, I talked about this on Double Tap and I wasn't, glowing about the, the news that not, Notepad had been updated. I was a bit annoyed about some of it. No, you were very dismissive. I was very dismissive about no, it. No, um, no. And I stand by that. But equally... Um, <laughs> I've changed my mind. <laughs> equally, I've changed my mind, and now I have a different view. Um, well, I'm just reading other people's comments, and, and a lot of people saying things like the dark mode support is brilliant. I'll be honest, that's never been an issue for me because I've always had the invert colours on, I guess, or me the too. high contrast yeah. modes. So I've never... I didn't even know that was a thing, to be perfectly honest. Um so that's, but that's a good thing. And that choice is excellent. We need that. And I think it also allows, I mean, the more apps that allow dark mode support makes it so that more people can use the, the, the general color schemes that come with Windows because they are actually pretty beautiful. I mean, if you've got some vision, you might want that on a big monitor. Uh, but if you find that the, the difficulty is that you open up an app and suddenly you get this bright light in your face, that's not good. So having dark mode support really should just be just a, it should be across every app. Simple yeah. as that. So this is great. They're doing that. Um, I think a lot of people are happy as well that you can now set font sizes. Uh, there's some cool stuff there. There's advanced find as well, or at least there's, there's a better find. There's better uh, undo options, multi undo now. That's the big one for me. I mean, yes, some of the, you could argue, accessibility features, such as being able to set a default font that it always opens up with, you know. So if you want to, if you're low vision and you want to read it yourself, you can set it to, you know, 48 point or whatever, aerial yeah. bold. And so th that is a good thing. But uh, I really like the, <laughs> the multi-level undo because I make so many mistakes and I don't notice them until later on. And, you know, you could only undo the last thing you did previously. And now 
it's just like Word, really. You can just keep going back and back and back. Yeah, I like that. What about Media Player? Have you had a chance to play with that, the new one, the, the updated no. from Groove Music? Well, that, that, see, that's the trouble. Groove Music was so awful um, that I just switched to VLC, and VLC is so simple to use that I haven't actually gone back to Media Player. It used to be Media Player was the same as VLC, right? It was just there. It was so easy to use, but... It just got really complicated from Windows 8 onwards and then Groovejet, Groovejet, what's it called? Groove Music. Um, yeah, I, I just moved to VLC. So. Is that not the Sophie Ellis Baxter song? Yes, it is. Yes, it's there, stuck yeah. in my head. Yes, I like that song. Shut up. I quite like that song as well. So um, I haven't tried it, but I'm hoping that they've gone back to basics with it a little bit. It, it just got all too complicated, a bit like iTunes, you know? It's just, mm. okay, make it easy for me. And uh, hopefully it's the same. Well, we shall see. And if you want to comment, if you've already tried this stuff, because I know we obviously have audience all around the world, uh, then you can tell us what your thoughts are by emailing us hello at blindguytalkstech.com. Uh, that's lower Is that in caps? Case. I was going to say, that's in lower caps. That's not in uh, upper caps at all. Um, so you can do that, or you can leave us a voicemail. Many of you doing that. And, of course, all the feedback goes into our weekend edition, which is back this coming Friday. I will see weather permitting, because these days you just don't know, right? I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Also, it gives me an extra day in bed. So, you know, aside all that, it's all worked out rather well for me. Um, (laughs) And just one more thing to mention is captioning. Now, this is not something that's in the official release yet. It's still in the Insider preview. Uh, I think it's 22557, if you're counting. Oh, well uh, done. On the, yeah, I know. I mean, it means nothing to me, but you know, it's essentially the version number they're at, right? But if you are on the Insider, uh, on the development, uh, what do you call it? The Windows Insider development channel. Um, it's just, we call it the beta channel. I mean, that's what it is, right? Well, um, they got three different levels It's so of ridiculous. This. It really yeah. is. Uh, but, you know, if you're on one of those, you could get this version <laughs> and it'll have system-wide captioning, which is pretty cool. I mean, I've seen it in action. Someone put a video up on Twitter of... Um, a laptop sitting on the table, the radio was sitting next to it, the radio was playing away, and everything the radio was saying was being written, captioned onto the screen live. That is cool. I think that is really... It always impresses me, this real-time captioning. Yes, it's not perfect, but still, I think it's absolutely amazing. I know, uh, uh, I think Google brought it out first uh, with their line of phones, and then... The Chrome browser has this feature as well, but obviously that's only for what media you play in the Chrome browser. So to have this on computer as system level, absolutely amazing. Oh, and can I just say as well, if you want to know what version you're running, just open your start menu and type WinVer, W-I-N-V-E-R, and you'll be able to see. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, uh, we're going to leave the Windows updates because there are lots more to come. And like I said, that captioning update is yet to be released to all of us. Uh, but that will certainly be coming soon, and I think that'll be cool. I did also post some questions to Microsoft about this. You know, things like, you know, can you capture that text? Can you get, like, a, a text file of that text later? Um, yeah. Because that would be useful to have. Uh, someone else was saying, you know, would it be great if you were able to capture, you know, gr- grab this information and get it read on your Braille display? That would be cool. Um, so, yeah, lots of things we could do with it, and, and I think Microsoft is certainly on the case with that stuff. But... Again, it's all about feedback, right? It's about telling them what our thoughts are because, you know, sometimes you know, not everyone can think of everything all the time, right? So, yep. you know, it's important that we share our thoughts on this. Okay, let's talk Braille uh, because earlier I mentioned that Ben Rendell was going to come on from the Tech for Life team. He's here today to talk about how you can get BRF files, the Braille files, from RNIB and put them onto your Orbit Reader. Now, you've been able to do this for a little while, but Ben's here to tell us 
How? Hello, Ben here from the Technology for Life team. Did you know that as well as offering audiobooks on CD, USB and via digital download, RNIB also offers electronic braille, meaning that you can carry around thousands of braille books without needing a small removals team at your disposal. Today I'm going to give you a quick demonstration of how to do this using our reader services platform and an Orbit Reader 20. So our first job is to log into RNIB Reading Services. Untitled dash Google Chrome address and search bar edit R home dash reading services reading services dot remip dot org dot location from history one of seven. There we go. It's in my history already. So let's go straight to that. Enter. Home dash reading services dash Google Chrome will play from where you left off and home dash reading sir home dash reading services. So now we need to log in. Cookies help. Okay button. Search button. Search region. Title author or ISBN. Okay, so it's already logged me in. Whereas normally, if you're coming to this as new, then you may need to log in with your email address and password. If you're not registered for RNIB Reading Services, please contact us and we can give you more details on how to do so. Let's search for a book then. Let's try a classic, Oliver Twist. O-L-I-V-E-R, Oliver, T-W-I-S-T, Twist, Enter, Search button to activate, press Enter. Alert, Searching Title Alert, 3 non-RNI, Search Results Region, Show Entries, Com, Search Results, Colon. 1220s, Judd Street, Lund, 1220, Copyright 2020, Wrapping the Top, Type, Search, Don't, Navig, Search, Title, Format, Combo, bo- Produced by, Search Button, Blank. Searching title link return to my home searching title catalog dot dot dot. Okay, so it's still searching at the moment. So we need Land. to wait a little bit search longer. Button, clear form button. Clear form search results region. Search results colon button to grid. Oliver twist link. Ah, here we Oliver go. twist left parent penguin pop. Oliver twist link. Escape. So we want to check this is that this is the right one for us. So let's Enter. click on this. Enter. Title details dash reading there services cookies help us. So let's check that it's visited land braille. Oliver Twist heading land. Oliver Twist a criminal street and Oliver Twist is an orphan living on the dangerous London streets with no one but himself to rely on. Fleeing from poverty and hardship he falls in with. A criminal street gang who will not let him go. However, Hardy tries to escape. And Oliver Twist apostrophe Dickens graphically conjures up the capital's underworld. Full of prostitutes, thieves and lost and homeless children. Definitely the right book. Let's check that it's in Braille. Download title in Braille, left parent, BRF, right parent button. There we go. That's exactly what we want. So let's download. Enter complimentary region. Download title in Braille, left parent, BRF, right parent button to activate. Press enter alert. Download alert. Download complete colon Oliver underline twist underline reading underline services underline user underline 100315 underline BRF dot zip. Press shift plus F6 to cycle to the downloads bar area. There we go. That was pretty quick, wasn't it? Let's go and find that. As you heard, it's a zip file. So the first thing we're going to need to do is unzip it. Windows E. File Explorer. Item. Not. Tree View. Levels. D. Desktop. D. Downloads. Lander. Shell Folder View. Today expanded. Oliver Underline. Twist Underline. Reading Underline. Services Underline. User Underline. One zero zero. So to unzip it, we're going to use the Applications key. And if you haven't got one of those, Shift and F10 will do the job. Applications. Contact. Open a new. Convene. Share with. Extract all. Dot. 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 X. That's what we want. Enter. Leaving menus. Downloads. Browse. Dot. Dot. Show. Ex- extract button. To add. Enter. Cancel button. To activate. Press space bar. Downloads. Items. View. Multi. Select list box. Today expanded. Oliver underline. Twist underline. Reading underline. Services underline. Items. View. Type. BRF file. One of. Oliver. That's what we want. We want the BRF file. So it's done that. 
So now all we have to do is go onto our Orbit Reader. So a couple of points to note. Before you connect the Orbit Reader to your computer, if you haven't got an SD card slot on your computer, you will need to connect to the Orbit Reader directly. And there are a couple of setting changes that we would recommend to make to the Orbit Reader before you do this. So we need to turn the Orbit Reader on. And we go to settings with select an up arrow. Find where it says USB. And I'm just doing this by pressing the up arrow at the moment. Okay, so we are where it says USB. We're just going to press the right arrow to change that setting. And we want it to say mass storage, which it now says. So we're going to press OK to confirm that. And now on the display, it just says mass storage. That's all it says. Mass, well, mass storage mode. So I'm just going to, I've got one end of the cable plugged into the computer already. I'm just going to plug this one in now. No notification from autoplay, USB drive left parent, F colon right parent, select what happens with room. Okay, so it's detected it as a removable drive, a bit like plugging in a uh, USB memory stick. I'm going to just put this down here. I'm going to find the file. Task switching, downloads, the Oliver, un Oliver underline, twist underline, read, type, compressed left pair, Oliver underline, twist, so type, file folder, one, Oliver. So we need to Enter. go into this Oliver again. Under, Oliver under. Type BRF. That's the file we want. So let's copy that. Copied. Preview level 2. This PC 2. 3D. Desk document. Music. Picture. Videos. Local disk. DVDR. New volume. Left parent equal. USB drive. Left parent F call. That's the Orbit Reader. Enter. Items view multi-select list box, not selected adult, 0 to children, Ill, 3 of 12. As you can see, I've got Manual, lots of books on here. Music, 5 of 12. All my folders that you would normally see on the Orbit Reader Reference, right here. 6 of 12. Test folder, 7 of 12. Ref, Ill, 3 of 12. Children, 2 of 12. Adult, 1 of 12. So, let's just put it, we won't put it in any particular folder. We'll just plunk it here for now. Pasted. 3% complete, 3% complete, copying one item from Oliver underline, twist underline, reading underline, services underline, user underline, 100315 underline, BRF to USB drive, left parent, F colon, right parent, dash 0% complete, pause the operation, checkbox not checked, the check press space bar, USB drive, left parent, F colon, right parent, items view, multi-select list box, Oliver underline. Okay, that's in there now, so we'll just close that window, Alt F4, and now we'll unplug the Orbit Reader. And we'll go down the list. Okay, the Orbit Reader has become unresponsive at this point. But I think a quick off and on again should fix that. There we go. Yep, let's fix that. So we'll go down. And there we can see it says Oliver Twist. So I'm just going to press select on that. And then it says Oliver Twist. If we keep scrolling, we have the book. Another useful feature you might not know about on the Orbit Reader is a thing called Auto Scroll. And this can be activated just by pressing the space bar. And then it will automatically scroll your books. 
That's it. If you need any more information, you can call the RNIB helpline and ask to speak to the Technology for Life team. And that number is 0303-123-9999. Or you can email tfl at rnib.org.uk. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you to Ben. And don't forget, you can get in touch with RNIB's Technology for Life team. Call the helpline there. Uh, 0303-123-9999. That's 0303-123-9999. There is some exciting news coming out of that service soon. I can't say any more at the moment, but stay <gasps> oh, tuned on. to the podcast. Not long oh. to wait. That's all I'll say. Not long to wait. Uh, but some exciting news coming out. So uh, we'll, we'll share it with you. Uh, great if you need at-home tech support. That's all I'll say. Very exciting. Uh, right, stick around uh, for all that. And, of course, don't forget this week we've got some great episodes coming your way as we do on the podcast. The Weekend Edition is back on Friday. Keep your comments coming if you would like to get your feedback in. That is the show. We read out your feedback. Uh, the email address is hello at blindguytalkstech.com or you can call this number 0204 571 3354. That's 0204 571 3354. That's our listener line. Drop us a message there and uh, we'll put that into the episode on Friday. Uh, Sean, thank you for coming on today for our bumper episode and uh, we'll do this again, uh, I guess, tomorrow. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. You can tell us your thoughts by emailing hello at blindguytalkstech.com. You can call and leave a voicemail on 0204 571 3354. And uh, all feedback will be read out on the weekend edition, which comes out every Friday on the podcast feed. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you again next time. <laughs>